How you doing, everybody? Chris Free and Bennett here with the Vancouver Film School Storyteller Studio Podcast. Today, I'm going behind the lens, inside the mind of a really, really great photographer. And talking about storytelling, Mr. Eric Sadie is a longtime friend of us here at the school, someone we've known a long time. Um, really, the, the reason I wanted you to do this show, Eric, more, you know, above anything beyond your talent is, you know, communication arts magazine is my favorite magazine mm-hmm. i mean it is like bar bar none i think the highest standard anybody who works in my space holds it in very high regard and you my friend won the 58th annual fo- the photo annual correct yes and that is a hell of a thing and that says a lot about your eye as a photographer and i wanted our audience to get inside the mind of a photographer today not necessarily a cinematographer but someone who does truly photography work like you do uh ladies and gentlemen it's eric sadie photographer eric sadie welcome to the show Oh, thank you for having me. So, Eric, this is what's fun about you. You are here based in Vancouver, and yet your story begins in Kingston, Jamaica, man. Yeah, man. You are born in Jamaica. <laughs> yes. How the hell did that happen? Uh, my dad was traveling the world and um, was living in Jamaica and in Guyana, actually, as well, and met my mom there. And from there, they moved to Jamaica, and he was part of an airline there. And that's, yeah, me and my brother and sister were all born there. So... Who do you cheer for during the Olympics? Is that dependent on sports, or are you always a, a, a Jamaican or a Canadian? I think depending on sports, obviously bobsled is Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting you up for that one for sure, <laughs> for sure. Job. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. do you do you uh, do you uh, do you care at, at any point? Does it get impar- like how? Where do your roots? How how deep are your roots in Jamaica? Oh, I would say Canadian more would so. Be what I'm watching for sure, not because Jamaicans aren't too far in the Olympics. So, yeah. When did you know you wanted to get into photography? Because there's a real, you know, we talk to a lot of industry creatives and storytellers on this show, and many of them with their craft are 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 taking a lot of the stuff that exists up here and they're 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 presenting it to the screen and in your case you you do that but there you you have a particular tool to to do what you do so well that you've got to hold in your hand and you got to use it to bring it to life and it's it it must become like an a, a part of you like an appendage that that's on your arm when did you know this is what you were going to do with that you know I mine's a str- I don't say strange story but mine's one of those meant to be stories where I actually was the friend that always had a camera, you know, going camping, whatever, and taking pictures. And um, when I was about 28, there was a, I was in a car accident. And when I was off work for a few months, I just saw a beginner course, never knew how to use the camera, just wanted to learn how to use, you know, aperture, shutter, whatever, how the hell you shoot film and how it worked, the camera. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I just, uh, same, just kind of went to the intermediate course and then really started liking it. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll take night school and then went to Langara College for a uh, year and, or three years, but in a year and a half in, um, when I started to learn studio lighting and lighting, that's when it really took to me where I'm like, this could be something. And um, at the, I guess, three years when I finished all the night school, kind right. of finished it, um, I was making a decision whether to try to go full time or, or you know, could I afford to yet or survive and It just felt it. natural. It felt right. Yeah, it just felt right. And yeah. um, a second car accident pushed me full-time into photography. You sure, you, you need Uber more than anyone, it sounds like. That would have they been They weren't a, my fault. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, that worked out. And yeah. it, you, you, you felt like this was your calling then. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it was, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, starving artists at the beginning, but then it just went, and it's been 20 years now, full-time. And full-time it has been for you. You've got an incredible resume. So while we're talking, uh, I'm going to have uh, Danny roll through some of uh, some of your best stuff uh, so people can get a sense of the different types of stuff you do. There's a real elegance, and there's a, there's 
in some cases, no. Some of the photos I think really come from a, a almost an Eric Sadie brand, and others you, you'll try all these new things. You're one of those photographers who who I've watched over the years, and I always feel like you don't have to go the same way if you don't feel like it, or if your subject doesn't. Right? Do you ever feel beholden to a portrait style the way Annie Leibovitz does, or? Uh, is it about the subject for you? Where, where does the Eric Sadie style and lens, where does it come from? You know, I don't think it's, inf- there's not too much influence. Even when I was in school, there wasn't a lot of influence. I think a lot of how I shoot and kind of always has been that way is by a feeling. Like I just, I'll see something and if I like it and if I'm doing it and it works, unless there's something specific the client needs yeah. and the direction, then yeah, we have to, then that, obviously that way I go with it. But when I'm just shooting, I'll just, yeah, I think it's just more of I go by a feeling of how I'm lighting it and what's going to work for them. I don't really... How much pre-thinking... Will, I mean, you've probably done, I would say, thousands of headshots for, oh, yeah. for, 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 for aspiring actors, famous actors. Yep. Um, how much pre-thinking will you go into your setup before you sit down with those the, that, that talent? Um, does it, do, you, do you let it just come to you? I've seen you work sometimes and I feel like you were doing it right there on the spot, but sometimes it feels like you've been planning this out for months. What's the, where is it? Um, depending where it is, if we're shooting at my studio, I do have my go-to spots, which I know work. Yeah. Um, and then I'll light those and make them, you know, work for that or, you know, converse with the client, show them some previous work or get them to show me, Hey, what would you like for yourself? And then I'll build around that as my inspiration. But, um, on most part of it is, uh, yeah, I'd say my my go-to spots or working with this wherever we are and finding something that works for me by a feeling again. And on, and on the fly, as you said, like problem solving is one of my strengths. Um, yeah. You did this really cool thing for Warner Brothers with Supergirl. I wanted you to tell that story. There, there was this incredible opportunity. And then I'll, I'll, I'll have them throw that photo up while you're ta- talking about it. But um, it's not y- – y- your your lens and your creative view as, as a visual storyteller isn't limited to just the people. You you, you took kind of the, the runway and the red carpet to a whole new level on this one, didn't you? Yeah. And I, without kind of segueing back to what gave me some power in how I did that shoot – is okay to sort of backstory a team? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go so, ahead. I mean, I, in October, I went to New York for my first time. And when I was there, um, I went there for inspiration, also to speak for, a, you know, at a photo expo and some stuff like that. And one of the photographers that I wanted to connect it with was on the same pro team. Um, I stepped in his workshop because there's, like photography, one of the things I love is it's never-ending learning. You're, you'll never know everything. Um, anyways, in his workshop, it inspired me to, I guess, go back to how I used to shoot because I think I was getting in a bit of a rut. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that was too with your feeling and building it and, and creating as you're creating, yeah. as, you're, as you're doing it. Um, fast forward uh, about a month, Warner Brothers contacts me and they have, the guy has this concept and it's for the Supergirl 100th uh, episode party to shoot a gallery beside the red carpet. And it was really confusing at first because it is this red cape he wants to do and just how he explained it, I just didn't get it. Um, but anyways, as I, we worked together, um, we, you know, he, he had the cape created and flew up to here from LA and we, we, the day of, we put the set together and just even with him, oh, I and said, it looks so cool. And we're, yeah. sh- uh, we're we'll, we'll flash to it right now. If it hasn't already appeared, it was absolutely mind blowing because yeah. you, you, it was like, uh, I think what, I think to me, what was so interesting is you visualized something in your mind and you brought it to life and we're talking like what you and one other person, yeah. like, this yeah. was not a massive Hollywood set. No. So I think. That your, your story has more weight when people will see it here and go, holy shit, like that was a really incredible thing. Do you, do you have a particular, when you're not, you shoot so, you shoot people all the time. Yep. Do you, when you, that's work. 
Mm-hmm. Does it feel like work? And so do you prefer to just put the camera down when you're not working or do you prefer to just not shoot people? Where does the where do you keep that balance between loving the craft and, and not having to take your, you know, 1100th uh, snipe <laughs> that that day? Where does that feel for you? Um, I think when I'm not I mean, I love shooting. I love working with people. Yeah. Like so. So that's what fuels me. Um when I'm not shooting, depending on what it is, if I was going on a hike or doing something like that, I bring my camera. But I mean, I got my iPhone with me all the time, so I am always right taking pictures. Yeah, yeah, and that. Yeah, and we'll link to your Instagram. You've got an incredible Instagram, and your eye is a lot of fun. Do you think? Like back to the headshot for a second. I want to ask. We get a lot of actors who watch the show. We got a lot of students of Vancouver Film School that are breaking into the industry. Is the headshot? Can you be really innovative and revolutionary? Does the industry require a certain standard that you feel you have to conform to? Like, what's in your estimation, someone watching? What, what are what are your tips for the boundaries of a great headshot? And we'll flash to some while you're doing this that I think you've done some really remarkable stuff that don't feel flat. What do you think about that? I, I mean, to me, a, a headshot is a a headshot. Um, and you have to have it. Yeah, you have to have it. There's a certain standard that the um, agents want. And that to help promote their their talent, of course. Um, a lot of this, I prefer to go a little more edgy with the, might say portraits in that style, or if it's some of the edgiest stuff, might be more for the editorial aspect of the actors. Yeah, where they're promoting themselves in a you know different arena like that, right? Um, yeah, like I, 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 you know, there's that the 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 old, you know, they. Yeah, yeah. They pull in, and you got to do those. I, I find that you've somehow been able to avoid that a lot. Do you? Do you? pull them apart when they go there or it, with, with you when you sit down to do it do you do you never even allow it to get to that point in the first place what's the what's the trick there because I, uh, I, I could I've walked by different places or, or studios and I see them in the window and I can say I, I don't know who shot it but I know that that's not a, an Eric Sadie for sure yeah. how do you keep away from all those traditional pieces and fight the actors who feel like they have to do it I, I think it's part of what I do is bring my personality into it right away to loosen them up, I think. Yeah. But also, um, I do try to shoot everyone different so people don't have exactly the same thing, even from my from my own perspective, not forget about who else is shooting stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like to keep it a little different based on who they are and what, where they're comfortable. And Yeah. You, you, I mean, there's a great one you did of Nickelback. Yeah. Fantastic. You made them look good, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was pre-Chad haircut. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, we have to flash to that one. I yeah. don't know if, Dylan, you even know who Nickelback is. Do you know who they are? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I love that one. There's, there's some iconic great people that you've worked with. Do you find that in in the moment when you're working with America, do you ever um, – the example I wanted to pull at, you had recently had a chance to shoot um, um, uh, Jody Rabel Wilson, the, the – um, the former attorney general of Canada who was involved in the politician yeah. <laughs> who was involved in that in- incredible uh, scandal, headline grabbing, uh, you know, affair that, you know, weeks and weeks. And she, she's an amazing woman. Um, when you do the photos, are you tempted to make, do, do you feel like the story of what's happening to them in that moment has to shine through or do they bring to, you know, and in that case, are, are, you, are you even able to say, I would be really curious, um, you know, how much of the photo you did of Jody did she direct versus you wanted to direct? And do you, do you ever allow some of their narrative of where they come from? You know, Lori Lachlan, uh, you know, involved in some of those things. Um, or do you let them just sort of be themselves? How, how would you approach something like that when there's so much weight of headlines around them? Well, both of them I shot pre-scandal. Right. So uh, so there wasn't a lot, like, 
You didn't have to wait too I didn't bad. have to worry about any of that stuff because it but, was But just, would you have? Would you have in those cases? There's got to be, you know, do you ever feel like I want to show Nickelback in a, in a, a, a paradoxical or, or a contrasted way to the way other people, the critics might be seeing them right now? Like, did you ever feel like you want to burst them and get play against type ever? How does that go? Um, if, okay, I guess if I was shooting, depends on what you're shooting for, it's probably for publication. You know, if that's what they wanted, yeah, I would love the opportunity if they were allowed that to do that kind of stuff for sure. Right. If they're it, open it would, to it. Yeah, if they're open yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not 100% the opposite of paparazzi, so I almost want to make people look in their best and shine. Like put Nickelback in a bunch of Eddie Bauer and J. Yeah, Crew. Okay, you know what I mean? Fun. Like for sure. For right? Sure. Or yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. It's yeah. probably, probably a yeah, shitty yeah. example, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you like to try things like that if you can? You, you'll go there? or do you Oh, feel, for sure. Or do you, you know, is it about the essence of who the subject is and not muddying it with, with uh, trying to tell a story that's maybe not there? I don't know. Um, I think I, I, I'm all open for that. Fine. I'm going to be honest. One of my... Back when I was in school, one of my key, if I had an inspiration or, or someone that was influencing me was um, David LaChapelle. His photography, as that photographer was, that's what he would do. And that was, everything was a controversial how he created his work. That's right. Um, so that would be, yeah, my longest inspiration would have been that back in the day. And that brings back memories Going now. back, going yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say if those opportunities were there to allowed by their publicist or whoever, that, I'm all over that or I would be if, you know. Yeah, that's cool. A lot Do of that you, concept comes from them. Like a lot of that creative literally comes from their teams. Um, you're one of the noteworthy photographers who's now a member of the the Tether Tools team. That's a pretty big honor. What? Tell me about Tether Tools and and how that plays a part in the photography and the work you do. So Tether Tools, I've been using Tether Tools is a company that makes um, cables and just tools for if you're shooting photography, tethering into the into the computer. Yeah, so the pro stuff. It. And yeah. it's it's. it's Big pro photographers yeah. count on it. And um, yeah, I got on there. I've been using it for 10, 12 years, and I've been on their pro team. I got on last January, just a year ago. They actually asked me to be on their pro team, and that was uh, quite an honor because there's 30 people it's in. It's amazing. Yeah, in the, in, at that time, there was 30 in the world, and I was the first Canadian on their pro team. Dude, like I was saying, if you were a skateboarder and, and, and you had Vans or you had, you know, you know Quicksilver sponsoring, that's a rad thing. And mm-hmm. Tether Tools, that's a big deal. Do you feel um, as your, your career now grows and, you're, you, you know, you're, you're good at this, you're in demand, people want to work with you, do you find that more empowering and, um, or restrictive in terms mm-hmm. of you've got more people who want to weigh in on what the shot looks like in the end, right? There's more, are there more cooks in the kitchen when you get to this level? How does that stifle you creatively or how does it, how do you, how do you make sure that it doesn't? Um, are we talking about shooting tethered or being uh, part of the like, tethered like, team? Like publicists for the clients oh. you work with or the editors of the magazines who want it to look a certain way, right? You, you, you've done Maxim, you've done L, you've done, you've won big awards for L'Oreal. Yeah. They certainly have their own brands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so you probably don't always get to take it for a walk, right? The way you would like to. Do you, do you, are you good with that or do you feel like, you know, that's the nature of the business? The more, the more, the more, the more in demand you become, maybe the more restrictive the industry might be. Do you feel as creative as you used to be when you started out? I think more creative because I think as you get higher up, you you have li- some some freedom for sure, a little more freedom because trust comes with that, right? Yeah. If you're working with these A-list people, um, yeah, there's a level of trust that's there to start with. Who's Who blows your mind visually? Do you have any uh, inspiration right now from a photographic lens? Like if you were to, if there's aspiring uh, photographers watching or listening right now and you were to say, go check out these uh, two or three photographers, hmm. um, or, or magazines where you think some of the most beautiful stuff is happening, where would you point them? Um, one person I admire and, and look up to is Art Streber. So he shoots a lot of uh, 
the t uh, publicity stuff, the stuff where I'm aiming to get to his right. level. Um, Art Schriever. Yeah, Art Schriever. Um, Raphael Mazzucco is another inspiration for me. Um, and who's, who else? There's lots. I just you already know they're not coming. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. They're, uh, they're not uh, dropping in. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. Um, I'm a big fan of Annie Leibovitz. I find, oh, yeah, I, I find that there's a real... What, however she sets it up and stages it, there's a real, there's a look to, right from the lighting to the props to the, co the whole thing, I feel like must be a, a day-long setup or more just mm -hmm. to get, just to get her lighting right. Um, when did you start to really, really care about, when did you start to realize lighting was integral to, to, to not just the hardware and the, and the subject and the camera itself, but that the lighting was critical. And do you agree that lighting is equal to or the second most important thing in any photo? I think it's the most important thing. It's every, every, everything, because that's what creates your mood. Yeah. Yeah, no, lighting, that's, that's where I, have, that's one of my strengths is lighting is, uh, yeah, that's everything and every, from making it a moody photo to, you know, beauty light, it's, if the lighting's off, you don't have a photo. What's your preferred uh, editing software? I use Capture One Pro for RAW, like shooting tethered into and then yeah. my raw processing and then Photoshop is for retouching. And you're, you're a Nikon guy. Have you always shot on a Nikon? Yes. Why not Canon? What's wrong with Canon? Are you an elitist? Well, what's going on? <laughs> is there a uh, difference, Eric? Like somebody going uh, pro pro, maybe that's not a fair question, but what's, what is the difference? Um, I don't think there's any difference. To be honest, when someone asks me, Oh, your camera does great photos. No, the camera just captures what you've created. Uh, you can be Nikon, it can be Canon. I mean, phase one's the next level of, capturing because of what it, the size of the files. Um, but yeah, no, the, the camera is just a, a tool for capturing what you see. That's all it is. Do you, uh, do you find yourself, uh, when do you want to grab a camera and just go? Like, do you ever find yourself, you know, at a movie? You said you sometimes you're going for a walk or a hike and you do it. What, what, what gets you creatively excited and when do you want to start shooting the most? What triggers that, that moment? I've seen you sometimes, like, not even let go of that camera. You've had it all day. Do you ever get in the zone and how do you trigger that? I think when I'm, for me, it's when I'm working with people for sure. That's when I get my, well, that's when I get creative because I get, that's when I'm inspired. I get inspired by everyone around me. And so I don't think there's so much of just picking up the camera and say getting up and go for a walk unless it was in nature because that's inspiring in itself. Sure. Um, but when, I guess if, when my juices get flowing, like my creative juices, that's definitely when I'm in the moment. When I'm in the moment is working with other creatives. And, and building something together. Do you, do you like to collaborate? We talked a little bit about your project at Warner's and, and, and working with a, a small group, or is the Eric Sadie uh, approach to that, to, to photography and stories, it, does it have to live in your brain? How, how much now in your career that you've developed do you like to be collaborative? Is that, is that better? Is it easier? It's easier, way easier. I, I've got my strengths and I know where they are, and I've got my weaknesses and I know where they are, and those can be for someone else to take care of. So, uh, yeah, like... I'm full on now even more so working towards building a bigger team and working more in, in team atmospheres to create. Because um, you get like you get a bunch of people putting in their input, the right kind of people putting in their input, you, yeah. you create something amazing, right? Talking to award-winning photographer, Eric Sadie, um, you've got a, an amazing portfolio and we've been flashing through it as we've been talking of some different people you've worked with. When you're doing the headshot, back to the headshot, and working with actors in particular or, or celebrity personalities, um, we can only watch, we can only we can only absorb photography visually, of course, yes. right? And unlike this podcast, it is a it is not audio and video. It, it's that it's purely visual. Um, so when you are capturing that, do you in your set in your in your approach to the to that session, 
Do you play music? Is there talk? Like, what are your tricks? I'm looking for an up-and-coming photographer. How do you create an atmosphere on the set when you're working with someone that lets them relax and pulls it out? We, we picture, you know, rock and roll music in the background. What's going on? <laughs> That's in my head. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do that? Or is it really quiet and focused when, when someone's in a session with you? What's that like? Oh, no. We, we'll, put, we'll, we'll find out what kind of music they like. And if, they, if I don't like it, then that's too bad for them. Um, <laughs> music for sure. I mean, I've got my hair and makeup team, the, my assistant. Everyone's super chatty and makes everyone feel you know, comfortable, whoever comes in. Um, if, they, uh, if they are nervous or someone newer, because it's not always necessarily an acting headshot. It could be just a person's business portrait. Um, I have my go-tos. I can give you those photos to flash. It's a picture of me when I was... 21 with long hair. Oh, you show them. Yeah, you show them that to get <laughs> And I pull it up. That'll and I, loosen them up. And I show them picture. Yeah, you say, did have hair once. Yeah. You picture me with my long, yeah. It's hard to imagine. Legends of do you, the ball. Do you, uh, do you, uh, that's right. That's right. Actually, I've seen that photo. Do you find that in, um, do you have tips for actors who are trying to find a photographer? What, 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 what should they do if they want to find, I mean, you're not always available. Yeah. Um, but when somebody wants to get someone at your level or, or get a great headshot, any tips, any do's and don'ts that somebody should think about in particular around the actors you would advise? Um, first thing I'd say is don't like a lot of people are, are working, worried about their budget, of course. Right. So don't always go for the, cheapest that's what you can afford find someone that obviously the lighting's great yeah these are the key things if you spend a little extra at the beginning you're going to get these great shots um that'll you know last you for a few years as opposed to trying to save a little money and going somewhere that their, their, their quality or their lighting isn't quite as good as it should be they're you know starting out um yeah where you're not you're a, yeah you kind of pay for what you get i guess if that's helpful. don't don't take the the shortcut always yeah right? yeah you, don't you're, they're, they're a critical thing and then don't don't get me wrong there are amazing photographers like i know i was great when i was starting out still so there are people that are going to be more affordable that are great but just look for that you know look for the yeah yeah uh are you reading or watching anything right now that's inspiring you anything that's uh you know as as a creative storyteller in your medium is there any 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 books you would recommend for someone that they should be looking at or thinking about that would help get them you know, moving in a direction like your career? You know, not in the industry. I, I, on a personal development side, I do stuff that's kind of what builds me to inspire myself. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, that's what I do to sort of peel away the fears that you have, I guess, over the years to yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to grow as a human uh, and it's being, get inspired. I, I mean, I'm doing more lately personal development stuff to get myself going and then some business um, like podcasts, I listen to podcasts all the time. What, what about Pinterest? I see a oh, lot of. Yeah. Are you on Pinterest? I am. What's your vote? You think Pinterest will be here in five years? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I it's think not, it's growing. It's not going anywhere. No. You think it's critical? Yeah. You use it a lot in your business. Right? Um, I yeah, I'm I use it quite a bit. I'm using it. I'm moving into using it more for sure because that's a great way to get exposure. Right. Yeah. Talking with Eric Sadie, amazing photographer, has been in the business working with actors. Celebrities, icons, all sorts of unique subjects. Uh, for 20 years, you've been a pro photographer. It's 2020, my friend. Where are you going next? What, what, what's next for Eric Sadie? What's next for your career? Um, my 20 years have made me realize that lining up with 2020 to get a more clear vision of where I'm going, and, and that's what I'm doing this year is pulling my, focusing my career a lot more, uh, working with some business coaches to head down, I guess, uh, Working on my printed portfolio currently, which I'll go down to LA in March for some portfolio reviews my, to go after some of my targets. A lot of US clients come up to Canada to shoot, so that's, yeah. that's where I'm going after. A lot of TV movie production companies. 
Um, and then New York in the fall again. Um, yeah. Just, right on. Just really, this is my year of tying in all the mistakes I made in the last 20 years and, yeah, really focusing my life and my career into to really get where I want to go. You are one of the hardest workers I know, man, and uh, you're going to have a breakthrough uh, that I think a lot of people are going to see the noise. You've been, you're one of the most humble creatives I've ever seen. And I think that says a lot about you because you've worked with some amazing people and you're always trying to get it better. So I think people would take a lot from that. Will you come back and do the show another time and tell us what's going on and uh, catch us up with how the portfolio is growing? 100%. Uh, talking to Eric Sadie, photographer at large, amazing all around storyteller with a Nikon in his hand or without. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the show, my friend. Thank you. We'll catch you next time.